many of you guys realize we've been living in the last days since the day of Pentecost? I talked to all these believers, oh, we're living in the last days, and they're listening to all the bad news, the doom and gloom, and I'm like, we've been living in the last days since the day of Pentecost, okay? So let's, and we're going to win, by the way. See, in Bible days, they didn't, so they didn't have access to all the bad news in the world instantly on their phones. Okay, so don't feed yourself on the news. My goodness, like I, you get, I don't care how spiritual a giant you are. If you watch the news long enough, you're going to get depressed. You're going to think that everything's going bad in the world. And like, yeah, things are getting gooder and gooder. It just doesn't make the news as much. All right? I'm not saying there aren't some things that need changed, but don't, bless it, don't feed yourself on the news. Okay, so um, Acts chapter 2, it's interesting. It's the day of Pentecost. So Jesus has died, he's risen from the dead, and he's actually ascended into heaven. And he told his disciples, go, and I want you to wait uh, for the Holy Spirit to come. They're like, what is that going to look like? So they're there uh, for like 10 days. The day of Pentecost happens, and so they're up there praying, and all of a sudden it said there's a sound like a um, rushing mighty wind. And so I don't know what it sounded like. Like I imagine it's like shaking the whole place where they're, they're in an upper room. Then it says tongue, uh, um, a fire appeared, then it separated on each one of their heads, and then they began to speak in tongues. And so if you uh, remember back in the Old Testament, one of the symbols of the Old Testament was wind. Remember the Valley of Dry Bones, the wind came, and... Uh, you know, God wasn't in, he was, uh, there's lots of places where he's the wind. And he was also represented in the fire. And so here God shows up as two Old Testament symbols. It's kind of like God's letting them know, hey, it's me. And then when that happens, the Holy Spirit comes upon them. It says, they began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And so imagine you got 120 people in this upper room, and they must have been loud. And so there's this festival in Jerusalem with all these people from all over the world. And they hear them, uh, the disciples, praising God in their own language. So they're speaking in tongues. They're hearing it in their own language, German, French. I don't know what languages they had here. Uh, actually, it gives a list of them there, of, of, 12, um, of 12 different nations. And it's interesting. It's an updated list from the Tower of Babel. Remember in Babel, there was one language confused the many? It was, like God, it was like God reversed the curse where there was many languages and each person heard them in one. And he gives an updated list of the, uh, of the nations that were represented at the Tower of Babel. So people are freaking out. They're like, what is going on? Are these guys drunk? They must have been having a good time up there. It must have been fun. It wasn't like they were up there, no. Like, like, like some of these church services look depressing. They were having a good time in the upper room. Are we okay here? Okay, that was my Gregorian chant, but, you know, God bless the Gregorians. I probably shouldn't have said that. So I don't even know if those guys are still around. But anyway, they, uh, so it's interesting. And so Peter... He had just been filled with the Spirit, and now the Spirit comes upon him again, and he gets this divine insight. And he says, this is what, um, he said, this was what the prophet Joel spoke about. So like, are you guys drunk? He's like, no, 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 it's only nine in the morning. And so he said, here's what's going on. And he begins to quote a passage from the prophet Joel from the Old Testament. He says, um, in the last days, um, my Spirit will be poured upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. In other words, it's not just the men's club. The, everybody gets it. Um, old men and young men. Old men will see visions. Young men will have dreams. Um, your, hands, your maidservants, slaves and free. So all socioeconomic classes, ethnic groups, um, all flesh, every nation. And then he has this phrase, and they shall prophesy. It's interesting. The, uh, the phrase, and they shall prophesy, was not in the original quote of Joel. And so he's making it clear that when the Holy Spirit comes upon his people in the new covenant, everybody gets to prophesy. 
Now, there's, a, there's an office of prophet, which is a whole different deal, but I want you guys to get this. The essence of prophecy is for you to lean into that invisible realm, get the heart of God for somebody, and bring a word of strength, encouragement, and edification. Okay? Every one of you, if you, if you are born again, you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, you can prophesy. Now, there, it doesn't mean you have to say, yea, that I say unto thee, okay? And so different people come from different backgrounds. They prophesy in different ways. Listen, we bless all of that. That's just culture, okay? But you don't, you don't have to adopt a different culture. And so we're going to show you a way that if you can pray, you can prophesy. Does that sound good? So we're going to, listen, if you can get God's, so here's what, here's what the exercise is basically going to look like. You're going to partner with somebody. <clears throat> you're going to partner with somebody. And then you're going to say, God, what's an area of their life that you like to bless them? Is it in their finances? Is it in their relationships? Is it in their work? And so you're going to get an area, and then you're going to say, God, what would you like to me to pray for them in that area? Anybody can do this. And then we're going to show you how to take that and turn them into declarations, because God's heart for to bless them can be turned into his heart as a prophetic word to strengthen and encourage them. Okay? So we're going to do it in a couple different steps. And if you want to fake uh, going to the bathroom and never come back, this is the time to do that right now. <laughs> but guys, I want you, you know what, this is interesting. I'll, t- I'll tell this quick testimony. We actually did this exercise about four and a half years ago, and I had a friend that I went to high school with, and he turned his back on, it actually it was January 1st, 2017, and he actually turned his back on God January 1st, 2007. He was a pastor, he had some difficult things happen to him, and on January 1st, 2007, he said, God, I'm done. I'm done. He said, the only thing I'm going to say to you is thank you. He had kids, and he just would say, when something good would happen, he'd say thank you. Other than that, he didn't talk to God, didn't read the Bible, didn't go to church, wanted nothing to do with God, very upset at God. And so uh, him and his family, they're, uh, they're, they're in a camper or something, and they're coming back uh, from Florida to, you know, back to where they live. And they stopped at our church January 1st, 2017. Remember, I went to high school with them, hadn't seen them in like a decade. And here we are, and we're doing the prayer to prophecy exercise. I'm thinking, this is like the worst thing we can do. Like, he's not even serving God. I'm mean, trying to get him to prophesy. This is like humiliating. And I'm like, oh, I felt like the Lord told me to do it, so whatever. And so we're doing it. And uh, it was very interesting because he didn't think he could hear from God. Hadn't talked to God in a decade. And as he be- how many of you guys know God is looking for reasons to bless you and to draw you in? He's not making you grovel to see if you're worthy. Okay, none of us are worthy. But because of his son, we can all draw near. And so he begins to go through these exercises, and he begins to get thoughts that he thinks are from God. And he begins to prophesy, and it's dead on at the table. And um, the words that he received, uh, he actually, he, I, I, we're, we're very good friends now. And so he, uh, he actually wrote them down, and he rehearses them, and he said, every single one of them have come true as that. And so he actually completely turned his life around with God, and um, he's, he's on fire. But it was this exercise right here from a guy who hadn't talked to God in 10 years. And so how's that sound? And so I don't want you to think of prophecy necessarily in the way of predictive. Like on January 3rd, this is going to happen to you. And so don't worry about any of that. The essence of prophecy, prophecy according to 1 Corinthians 14, is to strengthen, encourage, and edify. Here's the worst that can happen in this exercise. Are you guys ready for this? Is someone might get encouraged in the wrong area of their life. <laughs> that is the absolute worst that can happen. The best that can happen is, who knows? Let, let, let's see what can happen. It could take a guy who hadn't talked to God in 10 years. It could so encourage him that here we are four and a half years later, he's still absolutely on fire for the Lord. All right, so let's, let's look at the first part here. So the first part is... Um, 
We're going to kind of let the room settle down, kind of just just acknowledge the Lord's presence, because we don't want to just do this in our own strength. We're going to do this with the Lord, and then we're going to do steps one and two. So here's steps one and two. Step one, find a partner. So then uh, once you find a partner, you're going to think about the person you're with. Ask the Lord questions about them. God, how do you see this person? Okay, so you just be kind of going to get at God's heart for this person, how he sees them. Get God's heartbeat for them, how much he loves them, what he, wants, what he wants to be for them. So you're basically getting in the prophetic mood here, if we can say that, all right? You're just getting, because uh, the heart of prophecy is love. So you're getting God's heart for this person. Imagine you have a bow and arrow, and that arrow represents the prayer that God is going to give you. Where would you aim this arrow, okay? Into what part of their life would you aim a prayer of blessing and encouragement? Their home, their finances, health, job, ministry, marriage, relationship with God, etc. Okay? You're going to uh, get a separate sheet of paper. You're going to use page four for this. And uh, write down the target area. It's probably the first one you think of. And in the light of the target area, I'm sorry, in the light of your target area being identified, does your prayer need to change and become more specific right accordingly? Okay, so you're beginning to get God's heart for this person, what you think he wants to bless him with. You're going to get the target area and maybe just begin to write down a couple things, okay? And then uh, step two, you're just going to kind of encourage, uh, write that out a little more. Write out a prayer of blessing, release, and encouragement. Allow any pictures, visions, or scriptures that come to mind. So guys, a lot of times God's going to speak to you in a word picture in your imagination. Don't, don't set those aside right now. Just begin to write those down. Uh, it's helpful to imagine yourself praying for them. Let a prayer rise up in your heart and write down the main points and then amplify it. Right between four to six sentences in your prayer. So um, flip over to page two. Let's look at an example prayer. Does that sound good? Is anybody scared to death? Okay, there we go. Here's a prayer. Father, let's just pray, pretend this person's name is David. This is the prayer. Father, I pray you will bless David and take your relationship with him to a whole new dimension in the spirit. I pray you will become his heart's desire. I guess the, uh, the target area was this relationship with God. I ask that he, that he knows you and that your love for him will set, set his heart on fire with a new passion for intimacy and worship. I ask that you would give him a spirit of wisdom and revelation to know you in your ways to a new depth of understanding experience. So it sounds like there was a scripture that came for this person about the spirit of wisdom and revelation, and then just kind of amplified it, his relationship with God. I pray that you, he would know you in a new dimension of the spirit. So there's just an example. It's just there's a relationship with God. Well, what would God want to do? And for this person, they got a new dimension of spirit, and it sounds like they got a, a passage out of Ephesians 1. Any questions about the instructions? Are we Okay. All right, just take them slow. Remember, even if it's two or three sentences, that's great. And so uh, get with the person. Actually, yeah, pick a partner, and then we're going to slow down here. Just kind of get God's heart for them. Get the target area and begin to write out a prayer. That's all we're doing. And I'll see you in, we'll try five to ten minutes. I'll check back in with you in five minutes. You're not sharing anything with anybody right now. It's just you and the Lord. You do? Okay, let's just take another two minutes then. How many of you are trying to finish uh, step three? You just go ahead and cheating? Yeah. I know there's some of you guys in the room. starting to cook up pretty good here. All right, good. All right, let's look at step three here. Uh, okay, just to recap, now we have a prayer blessing and encouragement for a particular area of life. Now imagine a computer screen with your prayer on the screen. <clears throat> 
changed the wording from a prayer to a simple prophetic statement by altering some of the key words and phrases. Okay, so we already did the example of the prayer. Let's just go ahead and look at the prayer again so you can see the difference. Here's the prayer. Father, I pray that you will bless David and take your relationship with him to a whole new dimension of the spirit. I pray that you will become his heart's desire. <clears throat> I ask... I ask that he know you and that your love for him will set his heart on fire with a new passion for intimacy and worship. I ask that you would give him a spirit of wisdom and revelation to know you and your ways to a new depth of understanding and experience. Now, here's how you do, what it looks like changing it to a prophetic statement. David, you are coming into a season of blessing that will take your relationship with God to a whole new powerful dimension of the spirit. I mean, this is already getting good here, man. You are going to see, know, and understand and experience God in intimacy and worship in a way that will set your heart on fire with a burning passion. There's a spirit of wisdom. And look how they just took each little piece and it's just kind of turning it in declaration, allowing the Holy Spirit to kind of amplify it. There's a spirit of wisdom and revelation that God is pouring out into your heart in this next season that will impact you greatly and will lead you into a deeper place of the Spirit. This deeper place of the Spirit will become a strategic well of devotion. This is where like, look at the Holy Spirit's taken over on this one here. A well of devotion and praise that will touch the hearts of many people with whom you come into contact. The anointing upon you will empower people to break free of unbelief and, and, of belief and poor vision of God to embrace the Lord in a powerful way. You will have an anointing to wake people to a new depth of first love experience in the Lord. Note, it is inevitable that in turning the prayer into a simple prophetic statement that the word will be expanded to some degree. So last part, write out your simple prophetic statement of encouragement and blessing. Add whatever you feel is necessary. All right, so let's take 10 minutes. And so take that statement. You can kind of look at that thing for hints. And um, I'll see you guys in 10 minutes. People that are still writing. So, shh. All right, let's bring it back together here. All right, let's look at part four. Choose who will begin. Uh, here's some instructions for the one speaking. Pray for your partner. Give the word slowly and clearly. Don't rush it. Be humble and considerate. Don't mumble. Don't apologize. Trust the Lord in what he's given you. The recipient, open your heart to receive the encouragement. Smile, nod your head, be attentive. Yeah, don't be on your phone while they're doing this, for goodness sakes, right? <laughs> like, yeah, what's is there any other better words? I'm trying to listen to the other table there. Enjoy the experience. The worst thing that can happen is you get a blessing in the wrong area of your life. Uh, when the person is done, switch roles so that both people have equal opportunity to speak and receive. Pray for one another to seal in the prophecies. That might just be like, Lord, we just take these words, we seal it on their heart, let it change them, and uh, exchange papers. You're going to tear it off so they actually get the written version of it. So um, they'll have a copy of it. 
So we're going to take about 10 minutes, so about five minutes each. So at five minutes, I'll call time. And if you finish before time's up, share what the word meant to you and encourage your partner. All right. So uh, you guys got five minutes for the first person. So ready? Encourage. How many of you guys enjoyed that exercise? Awesome. How many of you got encouraged? How many of you want warning next time we do something like this so you can stay at home if we, yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> You're like, I'll watch, from, I'll watch from home next time, yeah. All right. We'll go, well, make sure you exchange, and I want to uh, pray over you guys before we close out here, but you guys have a homework assignment. You have two options. You guys ready for this? Option number one, do this exercise again for somebody that you know. So maybe it's a coworker, spouse, kid, parent, friend, someone at church, whatever it might be, but uh, just to go ahead and just get those muscles going again, but just to encourage somebody, or option number two, do it for a stranger where you write it out, put it in an envelope, and hand it to them. Here's what we're going to do is we come back in two weeks, and let's, let's see what happened. You're like, hey, I gave it to the person. I don't know what happened, or uh, I gave it to somebody I knew, and it really encouraged them, and so, um, yeah, so it's, it's just good to get our muscles going, so... All right, you guys good? So a person that you know, if it's a person you know, you're going to actually tell them the word, but hand it to them also. Just say, hey, we've we got this crazy church, and they're making us do this, and you whatever you want to say, you know? <laughs> yeah. We have this abusive church that's making us encourage people. <laughs> but yeah, so if it's someone you know, I'd like for you to go ahead and deliver it to them, like just like you did. You can just read it off and just say, hey, we're practicing this, and hey, does this encourage you? And if it's a stranger, however you want to do it. If it's a, wait- if it's a waiter or a waitress, leave a good tip with it. Yeah. Don't be like, oh, the Bible says, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. No, 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 no. You're putting a good tip with it if you're doing it with this, all right? Okay, let's close out in prayer. Lord, you're the best. We love you. And uh, Lord, we just thank you for these encouraging words. That Lord, we just begin to get a glimpse of how much you love us. That, you know, I love how it says your, your thoughts towards us outnumber the sands and the seashore, and they're all to prosper us and not to harm us. So, Lord, I thank you for all the thoughts of prospering us, body, soul, and spirit. So, Lord, I bless your people uh, to be dangerous for the kingdom of God this week and uh, to be uh, radical encouragers. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right, our ministry teams will be coming up. They'll be the ones with tags on if you'd like some extra prayer. 